It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pankowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. The sun is shining, right? I know. It's starting to feel like summer, you know, after a pretty lengthy rainy spring in uh, in Vancouver. It was here. chilly. So it's nice to see the sunshine. It is. Okay, what's it like on the markets this morning? Yeah, markets were slightly higher earlier in the morning, but uh, we're now fairly flat. Um, again, investors are really waiting uh, for the Fed's announcement in the U.S. regarding uh, the interest rate hike, uh, which comes out at 11, p- or 11 a.m. Uh, this morning. And uh, and really what's going to be important is what they say after uh, the hike. I mean, markets are pricing in, pricing in an 85% chance that they're going to hike by 25 basis points, uh, bringing the terminal rate to five and a quarter. And that's going to be the highest in 16 years, Simi. So so it's important um, for markets, it's important for investors to see what's going to uh, happen here. And the comments afterwards is what matters. And, and why that's so important is probably the most important meeting we've seen really in the past six months, because the idea here is, is that they're, they're going to pause after this rate increase. So if they come out strong and say, you know what, we still have to fight inflation, you know, that kind of rhetoric, then uh, markets may not like that. If they come out and say, this is the last one, we're going to pause, uh, you know, we'll watch economic data and make decisions going forward. Uh, but essentially, this is the last one as of now. And that's kind of what Bank of Canada said. And the markets took that well here. Uh, and I think Bank of Canada did the right thing and paused when they did, because we are seeing um, the global economy here in Canada slowing. So had they continued to increase, um, you know, that's almost uh, overshooting it. And I, I don't think the Fed wants to overshoot here. So hopefully this is the last rate increase um, since we saw them beginning early last year. Right. Okay. So then why are there still going up when ours are paused? You know, their their fight against inflation, I think, is um, you know they've they've talked tough this whole time. Uh, they really want to see inflation back down at the target of two percent. Bank of Canada did state, um, you know, when they when they did the pause, uh, they're talking about the real estate market as well. You know that they have some concerns there. That you know, you and I have talked about that. If rates stay high, mortgage rates stay high. What does that mean for the Canadian housing market? And so I think that was more the Bank of Canada's prerogative in um, being the first out of uh, any major country to pause on rates. So so the U.S., uh, I think, is next here. And again, um, depending on what they say and how they uh, how they come across, um, you know, that could be either good for markets. But again, you know, we have to be ready for anything in this business, especially with the Fed, um, you know, and be ready to act when they speak. Okay, so let's talk about some of the earnings. Uh, we talked about earnings season last week, but I know there's there's more that came in. Yeah, for sure. You know, the Nasdaq finished flat in April, but it's uh, definitely the index that's leading year to date. And remember, Nasdaq is kind of the tech heavy filled uh, index. And last year, it, it really got pummeled, and I think it was down over thirty percent last year. Uh, it's up uh, close to fifteen, sixteen percent this year. So, so why is that? Well, Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, um, parent meta platforms uh, reported last Thursday, and they easily uh, beat estimates. And so they had a huge day. The market, or the market, really perceived that as good news, and the stock was up uh, over fifteen percent that day. Uber beat earnings; uh, it was up twelve percent yesterday. Um, the tech giant Apple reports on Thursday after market close, so that's something that we'll all be looking for as well. And then you also look in consumer stocks. Amazon, it's kind of consumer tech 
technology. Um, you know, while the company beat earnings estimates, the stock was dragged down a bit by weak outlook. So that's also important right now, Semi. It's not just about what has happened in terms of earning, it's what's projected to happen um, for the remainder of the year. And each company's report is so different from the next. And so again, as active managers, what we're doing is each company's reporting, uh, companies that we own, uh, or companies that have an impact on the market, uh, we're taking a look at uh, you know how they're if they're beating expectations coming in, what the earnings are, and what they're projected to do over the coming quarters. And I think that's really important. And looking at the S and P five hundred, um, you know, close to sixty percent uh, have reported, and we're seeing about 85 percent of earnings beats. Again, albeit the bar is set lower for a lot of these companies, but it's still positive to see that earnings are coming in stronger than expected. Okay, what about um, airlines? Like, what about travel? Mm-hmm. Travel is still very strong. I mean, American Airlines reported last Thursday, uh, providing even uplifting their guidance um, for the second quarter of the year. Uh, their forecasted adjusted per share earnings was at the high end of analyst expectations. The stock is up over 10% since reporting. I think that will be the common theme going forward. I, I still think that uh, people are out there traveling, spreading their wings after you know being locked down and with COVID for so long. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. The only thing is, is that seeing some of these prices start to come down, right? Because um, prices jumped so high uh, after COVID in terms of traveling. And I think we've all felt that no matter where you go, plus you got to put inflation when you get there. Um, but even just the place, the price of a flight or a cruise or whatever it may be has gone up significantly. I think we'll start to see that come down uh, for the remainder of the year. Well, that might be good news for people who are looking forward to traveling, maybe planning something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now that it's sunny in Vancouver, you don't really need to go anywhere. Uh, so true. <laughs> so true. Uh, so this seems like it's a really tricky time then, Lori, to figure out where to maybe put some money, right? Like there must be some common mistakes that we make. Yeah, you know, when we're when I'm talking about mistakes, a lot of time I'm I'm talking about you know common investment or retirement planning kind of mistakes as you head into retirement. Um, and just because I've been doing this for you know over 20 years, there's a a lot of common mistakes that I I tend to see, and and some of those are um, one having the wrong asset allocation for that particular investor um, at any point in the in the cycle, investing too conservatively, which I'll talk about. Um, um, or adopting more of a buy and hold strategy to me is is a mistake. Uh, not strategically planning for income in retirement or cash flow uh, until you get there. It's important to plan ahead. How are you going to pay yourself? Um, and, and this is a big one, underspending in retirement, Simi. A lot of people feel like they're not going to have enough. Really? I deal with a lot of people that don't spend enough. <laughs> and and the that, problem Wait a minute. That, is that possible, yeah, Lori? It, it is so possible, Simi. I can't even tell you. I don't know if it's the generation or, you know, it's just the thought that, you know, you can't earn it back again and, you know, you'd, you don't want to spend too much and be left with nothing. And I mean, that's why we do financial plans with everybody to um, ensure 
ensure that that is the case. But uh, again, you you can't take it with you, right? So you're either going to spend it in your lifetime or you're going to give it to someone else. And I find there's a lot of clients, um, you know, as they age in their 80s and 90s that really uh, did not spend enough. And now they have these huge estates that they didn't mean to have. Uh, and now they have to figure out, uh, you know, who do, who they want to give it to, uh, and how are they going to do that? So, so you know, some of those mistakes again, investing too conservatively. Um, you know, it's good to be cautious during cautious times. Um, it's good also to take advantage of you know money market GIC rates right now being four and a half five percent. But it's also important to look over the long term. In retirement, you're going to be retired depending on what your age is. <clears throat> it could be 10, 20, 30 plus years. So having exposure to equities does make sense. You know, dividend paying stocks, uh, the tax better <clears throat> than uh, than GICs are that pay interest. So so having a properly diversified portfolios um, is, is important. Having the wrong asset allocation, uh, again, this is probably uh, similar to the idea of having too much in money market or GICs. You know, some people may go, oh, okay, having 100% in, in GICs is the best thing to do in retirement. Um, depending on the investor, again, you know, you have to speak with a financial advisor, but usually, you know, 55 to, to 65, 70% of stocks makes sense. Again, depending on where we are in the market cycle, you know, and, and planning for income, as I was saying, you need to know which bucket you're taking it out of your, your RSP, your RIF, your corporate account, your trust account, uh, rental income, CPP, uh, OAS. And that's something we help people with uh, each and every day. How are they going to pay themselves in retirement? And then, like I said, that underspending in retirement, Simi, uh, is, is a big one. So, so to summarize the five biggest retirement mistakes I see, again, investing too conservatively, having the wrong asset allocation, adopting more of a buy and hold strategy, not being active uh, in your portfolio in today's market. You need to be. This volatility is going to stay with us for some time. Not strategically planning for income and underspending in retirement. So I always talk to a financial advisor to figure out how not to make these mistakes uh, going forward. Because again, it's important. You've got one retirement. You got to make sure that that portfolio is managed the best it can be. Great advice as always. Thank you, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. That's Lori Pankowski. You can contact Lori and her team directly, 604-695-LORI. Uh, you can ask any questions about investing or retirement. You can visit their website at pankowski.ca. And Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity.